Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. And thank you so much for being here. I know the season changed uh, quickly today, all right? It was not like this when I arrived a little before six this morning, so... It's a little different now. So uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, if you're joining us online, thank you so much for being here. If you're uh, sitting at home, curled up by the fire, we're a little bit jealous, but we're glad to have you. So thank you for being here. Um, hey, just a little FYI, today is exactly two months before Christmas. So if you need to kind of just write that down, it's the 25th of October, and uh, we're going to be, uh, here comes Santa Claus before we know it. So uh but uh, it's going quick, going quick. Let me say this to you, too. I told the first service this as well. Uh, it's been an interesting year, 2020. But I want, <laughs> I need that kind of amens later, okay? But, but, but listen to me. That, I just want to tell you, you're a beautiful bride of Christ. You're a beautiful church. Um, you've been so faithful through all of it, every bit of it. So very faithful in giving, staying consistent, uh, and I just, I just want to tell you as your pastor, I love you for that, and I mean that. And uh, that does not go unnoticed by me, the staff, by the elders, and we're grateful to you. And so online as well, man, many of you have been so faithful through online giving through the app, the website, or whatever, so I want to say thank you, and I do. So uh, my mama raised me to say thank you. So uh, thank you, church, and love you for that. So, hey, uh, Ephesians chapter 6, jump in there real quick. Uh, fight of your life. That's been the series all fall. We started very end of August. We'll carry this on through till uh, really the Sunday before Thanksgiving. I'll wrap up. But um, Ephesians chapter 6 is the text. Uh, armor of God. Today is 16. Uh, that's where we're going to camp today. But, I, I, but, but as we've been doing, I want to go back to 10 because I think it's important to start in 10. Let's read 10 through 15, then we'll jump on 16 uh, because I want to set the table, make sure that everybody's with us as we build this armor. Uh, I think it's very important. So follow with me, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Let's begin there. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers and the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces in the evil in the heavenly realms. Verse 13, therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Now, I want to stop right there before we jump into 16. 
Finally, brothers, be strong in the Lord. Remember, we talked about how important that is to be in the Lord, not with the Lord, but in the Lord. That is a relationship, okay? That is you and Jesus in a love relationship through salvation, through the cross, through you praying a prayer, accepting Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, and you're born again. That's in Christ. Without that, you're just with Christ. Make sense? So that's important. Then when you know that, then he begins to build on that, okay? And he says, you need the belt of truth buckled around your waist. And listen to me. The belt of truth we know is this. It is the truth about who you are according to the Word of God. Not someone's opinions, not even mom and dad's. Mom may tell you you're great. God may have a different opinion, okay? So, I'm sorry, but, but you have to understand, you, you have to know the truth about who God says you are in Christ. That is the belt of truth. You got to have it buckled, buckled. And I think it's important that it's the first one too. Just, that's a whole nother thing. So you got that buckled on, right? Then you have the breastplate of righteousness. I am righteous, not because of what I have done, because I have no righteousness, because all my righteousness is filthy rags. I am righteous because of what he did for me. So I am covered like the Passover doors. I am covered by the blood of the lamb. So when the day of evil, when the devil comes, when the death angel comes, I'm covered by what? My good works? Mm -mm. By his righteousness. And he passes. All right. That's an important piece of armor. That's what we talked about, shoes. Tight, tight, all right? They got spikes on the front, spikes on the back, spikes on the bottom, okay? They're weapons as well, but that, those spikes are what? For traction, all right? So that when the devil tries to push you around, your feet are fitted solid to the ground. When, when, when you're asked to walk out in terrain, onto an environment, onto dark places or the hard places, your feet are ready to go there. And what goes with you because of those feet? The peace of God. See, I can walk into this knowing that I don't walk alone because I am fitted with my feet of the peace, the gospel of peace. So the peace of God that passes all understanding covers my body, covers my life. So I can stand firm. I can, I can walk. I can go into places I, that, 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 are, that, are, that are rough, that are tough. I don't know sometimes when I walk in to places, but I'm always covered by the word, by his peace, because I'm in Christ. It means the peace of God covers me, okay? And I'm not looking for some outside source to feed my peace. My peace comes from inside, from a well that never runs dry, amen? So now we'll go to verse 16. Verse 16. In addition to those things, in addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which, it, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. I want you to listen to what the New King James says. Above all, taking up the shield of faith. See, in addition to all this, above all of this, you take that shield of faith with you. The word shield is a Greek word which depicts an oblong door that was wide in width and long in length. Okay? Wide in width, 
long and lean, that totally covered the soldier. You got to sit with that for a little bit. Charlie, I want you to bring out the first shield. Now, this is what, thank you, sir. This, <laughs> I would put my whole arm through that, but I can't. This is Walt Disney's version of a shield. We don't live by Walt Disney. We don't live by comic books. We live by the Word of God. This is, I think, in some of our heads, what we think a shield is. Now, I'm not a big guy. Six foot, 185. Been that way a long time, right? Long time, right? This is sweet and cute and precious. But, but how many errors are going to hit that? There's a lot of me exposed, amen? Now, here's what happens if this is your shield of faith. You know what you have to constantly do? You have to constantly move it, work. Everything I do to hit that, to block the shield is about me. I'm going to work myself to death trying to shield myself from the errors from that devil. I'm going to eventually get tired Drop my shield and expose me. Amen. See, I think sometimes the comic books and shields and TVs and movies and, and, and Saturday cartoons when they used to be that has gave us a view. Remember those days? That used to be the first child care, right? Daycare was Saturday morning cartoons for parents. I mean, it's the truth. So totally. I just, that's a squirrel. Just went after it. So here's the shield. Here's the shield for many of us in our minds. For many of you that are adults, this is what you think your shield is. I'm sorry, but this is not much of a shield of faith. It's just not. So let's bring out the biblical shield. Amen. Oblong, door-shaped, long in length, wide in width. Now, probably not quite this tall, pretty stinking tall. Remember, it has to be big enough to block the soldier, but also has to be light enough that he's got it with one arm because what's in this arm? Come on, we're going to get there in a couple weeks. Next week, I believe, all right? You got to have the sword. Listen to me. Charlie, come outside of this. See, this is where you don't want to be. This is where you want to be. Amen? When you come out of side of the faith, the shield of faith, you expose yourself to the errors. If this is your shield, <laughs> you're in a world of hurt, plus you're tired. Tired soldiers quit. Soldiers that quit get killed. Just the bottom line. Take these with you. You're awesome. Charlie's the man. Good job, Charlie. Don't get a lot of love back there, but I love him to death. So here's what I want you to understand. You have a shield of faith that completely covers the soldier. If you're a born-again child of the king, when you pray to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and personal Savior, he gave you, he transferred to you faith, a shield of faith. He gave it to you. God gives you enough faith to make sure that you and I are completely covered for every situation just like a Roman soldier. I want you to let that sink for a little bit. You got enough faith 
to cover the entire soldier for everything that they walk into. Romans 12, 3, Paul writes these words. With the measure of faith, God has given you. With the measure of faith, God has given you. How much faith has God given you? Think about that. How much faith has God given you? Here's another question. Does God give different measures of faith to different people? How many of you have ever said these words? Man, if I had their faith, mm, if I could just have faith like Tommy, if I just had faith like Nathan, if I just had faith like Melissa, if I just had their faith, I wouldn't be here. I just need their faith. If I could just have their faith. God has given you and me enough faith to make sure you are covered for any event that comes along in your life. So basically, Psalm 139 says that God fearfully and wonderfully made us, knit us together in our mother's womb, and all the steps, all the days, all the places that my feet will, will, will go, God has given me enough faith for that. So that means whatever choice I make, whatever comes my way, whatever somebody else might do that puts me in a situation that I've got to walk through or in, I have enough faith given to me to go through it. You see, sometimes as a pastor, I get a phone call, but I don't get details. Can you come over? I can. I have no clue what I'm walking into, none. But I know this, that whatever that phone call's about, God knew. Wherever that situation, whatever's in that situation, God's in. That when I was born 55 years ago, he knew that situation right there was going to happen, and he is enough for me, his faith is enough for me to walk into it. See, what is asked or demanded of our faith may be different, but not our measure. Let me say that again. What might be demanded of my faith, what might be asked of my faith might be different, but the measure of faith that God has given me is enough for what I need it for. There's nothing that comes my way that me and God can't do. We make an unbeatable team. Romans 10, 17 says this. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if I have a measure of faith given to me, 
for everything that my life will need, everything that I will walk into, that I choose, that I put myself into, or that someone else's choices may, may impact me and force me into. If that is true, if I have all the faith I need, then the, then the measure that my faith has is enough. But what's demanded of my faith is gonna be great. So that means it is my job daily, we'll get to it in a little bit, to make sure that my faith is growing. And the way to grow my faith that God gave me is through the word. There's no way to grow my faith without the word. The, word, the faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more word you got, the more faith you got. The lack of word you got, the lack of faith you got. So when I say, man, if I had their faith, I have their faith. What I should be saying is if I had their word diet if I had their word buffet, if I ate as much at the buffet as they ate, then my faith would look like that. You see, if my, if my faith is starving, it's because I'm starving it. Because I can feed it with the word anytime I want to. Had a buddy of mine, Melissa and I were out in Red River, not last week, but the week before. We were in Red River for about four days. At the cabin that we stay at, there's no cell service. When we go in the Red River, we can pick up a signal and I can get messages and things like that. So we have a real good close friend that goes to church here. He's my buddy. He was trying to reach me because he had a situation in his life that happened to his best friend's son. And he was reaching out for his pastor. And he had called me several times. He had left me several messages, but I didn't get them. So we went in the Red River and I got the messages and I called him back, but he didn't answer because he was working. So I left a message and I sent a text. But when he got it and responded back, we'd already left Red River, went back to the cabin so I didn't have a signal. For two or three days, we did this. Not on purpose. I didn't do that on purpose. It's just the way it happened. So I get back home and I call him and I say, hey man, sorry we kept missing each other. I said, I'm back in town. You need to meet. I'm good. I said, what'd you, what'd you want? He said, Pastor, a beautiful thing happened. I had a crisis in my life. I needed you. But, but what I realized was that he's enough, that God's enough. See, I wanted you to help me through this, but I couldn't reach you, and I got mad at you at first, and then I kept missing you. You kept trying, but I couldn't do it. So then I went to the Word, and I sat with the Father, and the Holy Spirit began to speak through me. And I want to tell you I'm sorry that I'm always wanting to borrow your faith when I have enough faith. Mmm. Wow. Listen to me. What happens sometimes is us in ministry and pastors and different things, people want to borrow our faith for a little bit to help them through a situation. It is my job as a pastor, according to Scripture, to push them to Jesus and teach them about the Holy Spirit so that they never have to lean on me. They can lean on Jesus because I may one day not be their pastor, but Jesus will always be their shepherd. Sometimes people wear us out because they want to borrow our shields. We'll get to that in just a little bit. John 15, 4 and 5 says this, that he is the vine and we are the branches. If I abide in him, he abides in me, I will bear much fruit. But apart from him, I will do nothing. 
Apart from him, my faith is weak. Apart from him, my faith is limited. I have enough faith given to me by God, but if I don't take care of my faith and feed my faith through the word, through the well that comes up through the Holy Spirit to water and feed my faith, then my faith will not be good. It'll be weak. You ever told somebody, you ever saw them and said, man, you're really growing in your faith. You're growing in your faith. That's an interesting phrase. So in order to grow in something, you probably had something to start with, but you're just making it grow now. See, we're all given a measure of faith that we need for anything that happens in our lives. The question is, are we growing it? Are we growing it? So let's look a little specifically about this shield. Usually has six layers of animal skin on these shields. They were tanned and they were woven together so tight that they nearly became as strong as steel. Extremely tough and exceptionally durable. So these are animal skins that are woven together in a way that they become a solid, I mean like a steel, all right? They are tough. That is what they made these shields out of. These soldiers were given a daily schedule to maintain the condition of their shields. They were given individual responsibilities. Each morning, the soldier would grab a small veil of of oil, a little jar of oil, and after saturating a piece of cotton cloth with oil, he would begin to rub it and rub it and rub it into the leather portion of the shield. So in order to keep the leather soft, pliable, and healthy. So this is a little jar of oil. It's called anointing oil. If I took this oil and and poured it on a piece of cotton cloth and then rubbed it on that leather shield, that oil helps keep it soft. It keeps it pliable. It keeps it healthy, okay? So let me help you with something. The, The shield represents our faith, and the oil is the Holy Spirit. Any soldier who neglected his daily application of oil and allowed the shield to go without necessary care was in effect inviting certain death in his life. If not correctly cared for and properly maintained, the leather portion of the shield would harden, would dry out, and eventually crack when put under pressure. The shield would eventually fall to pieces if ex- and it would expose the soldier to death. Our lives, we have a shield of faith given to us. It's our shield of faith. We have enough faith for everything that life's gonna throw at us. Jesus said, in this world, you're gonna have troubles. You can count on it. It's gonna be tough out there. This is not your home. You're passing through. They didn't like me, and they're sure not gonna like you. So you're gonna get all this stuff, and the, de- and the devil just already said, look, here's what I wanna do. I wanna kill, steal, and destroy you. That's all I wanna do. I'm gonna go ahead and declare that right now. And Jesus said, let him declare it, because here's the deal. I, I, your Savior, your Jesus, am enough, and I've given you faith because I have a life more abundantly for you. He's gonna shoot arrows at you. You know what he does? He wants to see your shield of faith dry out and crack. Because when it cracks, it exposes a weakness in your shield of faith. 
and that enemy is gonna shoot that dart, that arrow right at that crack. Why? Because it's the weakest spot, weakest spot on your shield. If you hit that crack enough, you can open that crack up. Many people's lives start this way. They neglect the oil of the Holy Spirit on their shield of faith. They set themselves up for stuff, okay? They expose themselves. There's a crack that happens because it dries out. The enemy sees a crack, and he's trying to penetrate that. It's your marriage. It's your life. It's character. It's whatever you want to say. All right? He's looking for it. He's going to continue to shoot that. Why? Because his ultimate goal is to make a way in that shield of faith to get to your heart to take you out. He wants to kill you. He wants to kill you. I want you to go to Proverbs. I need a little wisdom here on this. Go to Proverbs chapter 24. I want to show you a very interesting piece of, uh, a very interesting text here. Proverbs 24, look at verse 30. You may have never seen this before. I hope you have. If not, it'll be your first time. You'll go back again. Proverbs 24, look at verse 30. Verse 30 says, I went past the field of a sluggard, past a vineyard of a man who lacks judgment. Thorns have come up everywhere. The ground was covered with weeds, and the stone wall was in ruins. I applied my heart to what I observed. I learned a lesson from what I saw. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a bandit and scarcity like an armed man. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little neglecting the oil application to my shield of faith. Casual neglect will lead to catastrophic loss. Listen, Jesus said, I have given you enough faith for everything that's gonna come your way, but you have a responsibility as my child Every single morning, I bring the sunrise up. That is an invitation to meet with me. You take your oil of the Holy Spirit, and you take the Word of God, and you let that Word be applied to your life so that your faith shield will grow, so the condition of your faith is strong and healthy and pliable and soft. If you will do that, then you will be able to take any error that the enemy shoots at you. But listen to me. Do not fold your hands. Do not rest. Do not get sloppy because the enemy is watching every day. And if he sees a crack, he's coming. He's coming. Many times in our relationships, whether it with God or others or in a marriage, if we get sloppy, if we get careless, if we don't take care of business, we can get hard. We can get brittle. We can get cracks, and the enemy's coming. He's coming. The shields of faith, you're given a shield, completely covers you. I want you to watch something. If you're married today, I want you to see this. I have a shield for Jeff. September 8, 1965, I was born. 
I was 10 years old, I was saved. I have a shield of faith for Jeff. Melissa, March 15th, 73, born. We get married May 1st, 93. We'll walk it together. I have a shield with responsibility. She has a shield with responsibility. Many times those soldiers would overlap those shields and they would walk into battle. I want you to see something. Enemy smart, boy. He says, see old Jeff? He's always got that old shield all lathered up with oil, always in the word. And Melissa got that shield up, lathered in the word. But let's see if any of them gets a little sloppy. Let's just say I get sloppy and stop applying it. I just put my life in autopilot, been doing this a long time, and I just start autopiloting my life. Before I know it, guess what's happening to me? My shield's becoming unhealthy. My shield's beginning to get hard. It's starting to have cracks, and I don't even know it. So the enemy says, I need to get that marriage. I get that marriage. I get all the marriages in that church and all the marriages outside this church. And, oh, man, my name will be great if I can take him down. So he pulls back that arrow, and he shoots at Melissa and Jeff, but through Jeff's shield, not through Melissa's because I got sloppy. I basically, as a soldier said, I'm inviting death when I do that. Many times in our relationships, let's say you have relationships with a bunch of ladies, you have a relationship with a bunch of brothers, some hombres. What kind of, what kind of relationship does those guys that you run with have with the Lord? They got a shield of faith? Are they sitting with the Lord every single day in the Word, asking the Holy Spirit to be applied to the Word, to penetrate my heart, to strengthen my shield, to keep it healthy? If you do, then your hombres will line up beside each other, overlap their shields, and begin to march forward. Bunch of daddies, bunch of husbands, a bunch of guys. If you've got a bunch of guys like that, you're doing good. But if you're the only guy in a pack of 10 that has a shield of faith and the other nine don't have much, woo! guess where they're coming after you? They're going to try to get to you through your brothers. They're going to take you into a place that your shield's not ready for, and that enemy's going to come from the side because your brother flanking you on the left or right didn't have his shield ready, and it penetrates his shield and also penetrates into you. It's very important who we put around our lives. It's very important. It's very important in a marriage relationship that one and one, that two people become one flesh and you become one shield. You got to work on your shields together because the enemy can go through your spouse to get to your marriage. So that's why you want to make sure that your spouse is in the word and you're in the word and you guys are holding each other accountable and you're doing Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. Shields of faith are very important. You can get hit from the side by people whose shields are weak around you. The shield represents our faith. The oil represents the Holy Spirit of God. Our shield of faith requires frequent anointings of the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. Frequent anointings of the Holy Spirit, okay? Without fresh touch of God and God's Spirit on our lives, our faith, our shield, our faith becomes hard, stiff, and brittle. Man, I have seen people in a family with a loved one in a family, a boy or a girl or even a spouse, they give their life to Christ and born again. And you go and tell someone in the family, and one of them says, no, that was good. 
good? Dude, that wasn't good. That was awesome. You see them in worship, and they're just stiff, they're hard, they're brittle, because they have lacked the discipline to sit at the table of the Lord's and let the oil of the word land on the word of God and penetrate it in your heart. See, our faith can grow. Our shield of faith can grow. It can be thickened. It can be uh, well-kept. It can be healthy. So when the enemy shoots at us, we're ready. Listen to me. I can leave the house and tell Melissa what I've got today, but I can only tell her what I know I got today because my day can change based on any phone call. What if I'm not ready and my faith is not ready for the day because I've lacked a discipline of sitting with God, putting the oil on to prepare my, fear, my shield of faith for what comes my way? You've got a responsibility to do that. So what happens when we ignore our faith and allow it to go undeveloped? It's not good. What happens is when it's demanded of, it won't produce. When it's called upon, it won't be ready. Many of you were here when the gas line in Bushland blew up. It's in November, I think the 5th, several years ago. That big old gas line that blew up, that did all that, you know what they traced it to? One little crack. One crack. One weakness. And under pressure, it finally gave. See, it's our job to make sure our shield of faith never cracks because of daily application of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit rubbing on it so that our leather shield of faith stays soft and healthy every time. What's the results of never seeking the fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit on our lives? We can dry out. The Holy Spirit is a beautiful thing, my friend. The Holy Spirit of God is a gorgeous thing. Jesus said, I'm giving you everything you need when I give you the Holy Spirit. It is your job to allow it to penetrate your life, to penetrate my faith. A faith that is ignored nearly always breaks and falls into pieces in the midst of confrontation. See, when, when your faith is pushed on, when, it's, when pressure hits it, when it's demanded, if your faith isn't ready, it will not do well. But when your faith is well, when it's healthy, when it's daily taken care of, daily, then it will perform well. It will perform well. And one of the things you have to understand is simply this. You cannot get sloppy with your shield of faith because you have people around you you can borrow their shield. It's not your job to borrow their shield. It's okay to link arms with them and be encouraged by their shield, but you have got to understand he's enough. He's enough. And you need to repent of not taking care of your shield of faith and putting yourself and your family under the conditions that you've put them under. Because every single day, my friend, the buffet is there. Every sunrise is the invitation to meet with the king. The word of God is ready, active, and living, and the Holy Spirit will give you fresh revelation and it will illuminate the word of God and it'll penetrate your life and change it forever. This is what we have to feed off of. Because this and this only will keep our shield of faith strong, ready for battle. 
I'm gonna invite you to stay in church. I'm gonna invite the worship team to come back up. If you're on the ministry team this morning, I'm gonna invite you to come and take your spot as well. This is a pretty simple teaching, but it's got great application to it. So here's a couple of questions I want you to, I was gonna say ponder, but I want you to think, <laughs> I caught myself. I want you to think about this. Ask this question. Not, not, when, you, when I ask this, I don't want you to think about your spouse or who you're with or your friend. How is your shield of faith? How is it? What kind of condition is it in? Can I help you with something? It's not the fault of your company, your boss, your location, your spouse, the craziness of your home with your kids running around. It's not the church's fault necessarily. It's not no one's fault. The condition of your shield of faith is totally upon you. Totally upon you. Are you neglecting the daily application of the Holy Spirit on your life? Are you? Is your shield right now going, whew, I need some nourishment. Feed me. Feed me. Put some Holy Spirit oil on me and restore me. Because your faith is weak, man. You don't know what's coming. I know what's coming. You got to sit with me. You're not ready for this battle. They didn't always get shot at every day. But they acted like they were. They were always ready. How's your shield this morning? And does it need fresh oil? Let me pray for you. Father, we love you. God, you've met us. You've met with us. You've met us right where we're at. We know how we came in. You know how we came in. You know where we are. You know our shield of faith. You know that. God, I pray that we honestly answer that question this morning. For on the other side of honesty is always healing. But if we don't get honest, we'll never heal. So God, your oil is plentiful because your Holy Spirit never runs dry. And the Word of God is active, living, and it will penetrate anything. So God, I pray that your church will sit with you and allow the Holy Spirit to be rubbed all over that shield of faith and the Word of God to grow that faith, get ready for that battle. God, we wanna represent well. You've given us everything we need to do it. May we be disciplined soldiers, not sloppy, not sloppy, God. Father, we love you. Speak now, for your kids are listening, God. Move us out of obedience in Christ's name, amen. If you need to come this morning, you come, altars open, there'll be people to pray for you as well. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.